And welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of the True Patriot Podcast. Folks, this is about as live as we're comfortable with going right now. It is November 7th, Monday. The new episode drops today. Um, Going forward, that is going to be our hope, is that every Monday we drop a new episode of the podcast for you. Uh, We're going to do our best to stay up with this. We're hopeful that we can continue this on a weekly basis here. We're we're gaining a really good library of uh, content and such that we can uh, start getting on a schedule here to drop. And hopefully by the time it does drop, it's still relevant, the information we're bringing to you. And uh, so, yeah, man, that's going to be our hope here. So this is the first of season three and moving forward, man, we are stoked. Had, uh, had a little bit of a break here, to be honest with you. I I turned a half a century a few days ago and, um, you know, told myself, you know, we're going to take a couple days off here and we're going to disconnect from pretty much everything as much as we can. And, uh, and did so. And I got to tell you, man, I had, the most amazing time, thanks to, of course, my best friend, my my absolute better half. My wife made this this birthday something to never never forget with uh, with her planning and uh, connivery. Uh, I had no idea where we were going. Uh, next thing I know, I'm at a wolf sanctuary. Uh, for those of you that that don't know know me, I have had a, a if you will a spiritual connection to the, to wolves uh, since I was a kid. And uh, so this was something absolutely uh, just life-changing. Um, I will never forget that day, being able to spend time literally interacting with these amazing, misunderstood, and just gorgeous creatures. Um, super, super cool. Follow our social media there at G. Campbell Fishing. You can see a ton of those photos um, that we that we posted up there uh, with that stuff, man. And uh, if you're looking for something, if you if you love uh, conservation and uh, love to find ways to help uh, with conservation efforts, especially in Colorado here, um, I'm going to put this up there for you. Give these guys a shout, man. Check them out. Uh, wolfeducation.org. Let me move this in so our camera. There it is. Wolfeducation.org. Colorado Wolf and Wildlife Center. Um, it is a trip that I, I highly recommend if you're if you're interested. Get up there. It's a beautiful section of the Rockies. Um, just a gorgeous, gorgeous place uh, that's relatively close to the metro area, so it's not too far away. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. So for season three here, man, we are going to make a we're doubling down on our interview series stuff. Uh, just trying to bring you some cool people uh, from around the industry, people that we meet uh, that we think that are that are worthwhile sitting down and chatting with. These are good folks that have, uh, you know, defined themselves in their areas um, that they that they work in, or it's people that are associated with our nonprofit work that uh, that obviously we do with Romans Warrior Foundation uh, companies uh, that support us, companies that that in one way or another make it possible for us to continue on this mission. Um, you know, and that's we we wanted to make sure that the, also with season three, we're very clear about you know what what it is we do out there and why it's important to, to that why we say you know that that the support is so critical. Um, you know, flat out, I'm a competitive bass angler, right? I mean, that's what that's what I do for a living. Uh, I have a unique opportunity uh, to chase this dream, if you will, from a personal level. But in the process of that, realizing how grateful I needed to be um, and that how fortunate I was to have this opportunity, we need to attach, we needed to attach something more to it. So we joined forces. Um, I joined on board, if you will, with the Romans Warrior Foundation um, uh, to, to operate one of their, their divisions here in Colorado called the Warrior Field Ops Division which focuses on providing recreational therapy services. These are two very different entities, okay? The True Patriot Outfitters is my company. It's a for-profit organization. Um, and those companies that come on board with us, that support us, that provide you know uh, us the opportunity to go out and chase and, and provide a stage for this work that we do, they're allowing us to stay on the road and keep doing what we're doing. If we didn't have the True Patriot Outfitters in play, what that means is I got to go back to work in the IT industry. Going back to work in the IT industry will absolutely cut down and reduce down a tremendous amount of time and resource that I have available to me to be able to provide 
these services with Romans. Um, we would still do it. I pr- promise you that. We would still in one way, fashion, or form still find a way to contribute to something that we believe in at our at our core. But it would just be very, very, you know, uh, chopped down and reduced amount of time. So that's why when we say we're looking for supporters for the outfitters, sponsors, what sponsors get in this whole piece here, what they get back is number one, knowing that they're doing something uh, amazing, as close to a nonprofit, you know, setup as you can get. Um, and on top of that, allowing us to continue on the road. So they're supporting not only just uh, our efforts and our work out there, but they're also supporting, you know, many of these nonprofits that we work with. Um, we still have a, a collaborating, uh, uh, the relationship set up with Operation Equine, with Legion's Ranch, Warrior Bonfire. We're available to work with them at any given time and any other nonprofit that is doing solid work out there for our veterans and first responders. That's, uh, that is our whole sole purpose with that. So that's that piece there. When we talk Romans Warrior Foundation, that's a, a completely different entity. That is a nonprofit 50, 5013C. Uh, that is a national nonprofit. The Colorado Division specific here is the Warrior Field Ops Division that we manage right here. Um, and that is uh, in and of itself. So any, any support you do with that goes directly to that program, directly to these services here and does not in any way influence, shape or benefit or help, uh, you know, anything that we're doing on the True Patriot Outfitter side. That's not the purpose there. So, and, and depending on one's flavor, if it's a company, an individual, how they want to do it, that's how we have those multiple offerings there. So hopefully that makes a little cleaner sense to you. And that's... Uh, that's very important that we remain very transparent with that so that folks understand uh, perhaps and uh, can put into place uh, where their support is going and why it's so why we say it's so important out there. So as we start season three here and we roll down through, we're going to, like I said, we're going to double down on some interview stuff. I want to introduce you to the, uh, a lot of the folks we work with over there at Romans. Um, I'm going to introduce you to a bunch of new anglers. Uh, some, we're going to have some uh, returning guests here. They're going to give us an update of where they've been at. And of course, we're going to keep you up to date with all of the cool business workings, um, that uh, that we have going on out there but like i said not not just for a weekly update but also like i said part of that transparency we want you we want you to see exactly where we're at what we're doing how we're going and how support is actually helping us through that so each week we are going to pick a special supporter out of the group um at least uh, every two weeks we're going to try to do that and really highlight this organization for why they're so special to us and what they do and why we think you too should help support them so they can continue on their effort and this week it would be silly for us to choose anybody other than johnstown shields shields colorado consists of two shields uh, major store one up north in johnstown colorado one down south in the springs um, shields as an organization is a phenomenal outdoor and lifestyle company um do they have they have everything that you could think of and you know from from guns to sneakers man you can you can pick it all up here um they it's an experience it's a destination location the one at Johnstown for sure is and this is an organization that without them our field ops would still have been struggling to find resources to get things uh, on the list some of the things they did for us um the, the, the simple stuff, the easy stuff, right out the gates, one of the first things they did was help establish our, our uh, mini little fleet of kayaks here. We needed equipment. We needed paddles, PFDs, um, you know, and, uh, and some safety flags and things like that to make these craft, you know, uh, uh, viable for, for individuals to get in. Johnstown Shields donated all of that equipment, working through their camping and fishing department. They donated that equipment to us. So we have paddles and and nets and fishing rods and reels, um, safety flags, PFDs, good PFDs, not not entry level uh, by any means. These are really good PFDs to accommodate all, all body types. Um, and without, I mean, that type, it, it's, it, it, it is simple in its, in its, uh, you know, its approach, but I got to tell you folks, that means so much to us because that's just you know, so much less that we have to try to, uh, you know, uh, rally up in resources from the Romans warrior foundation to, you know, to try to piece together there. And Shields stood, you know, stepped up with that right out the gates. It was, they worked with us to put together a good list of this, uh, this equipment to get it rolling. I mentioned fishing rods and reels. They donated to us 
10 rods and reels combos like these are these are you know not again these are not entry level rods and reel combos these are these are good little combos from shields outfitters and our purpose is for those uh, uh, veterans first responders that we take out that maybe don't have uh, a, a ton of this you know gear on their own um, we have that to provide for them and actually we give that to them so they can take it back with them our hope is is to get them you know the fishing bug man that's i mean that's the whole point right we're, we're trying to get them hooked on fishing as much as we we are and they they see the benefits that that come with this the health benefits that that you know that that this type of stuff you know this outdoor engagement provides them that's the whole point and so being able to hook them up with some gear. Now, we're working on something here. I'm not going to give away the name of the company, but it is a Colorado-based, legendary organization. We're working with a couple of people to provide a little bit uh, additional uh, fishing equipment here um, uh, for these uh, for these warriors that, that join us. So we'll hopefully be able to release some news for you on that. But nevertheless, Johnstown Shields. They have they have been instrumental in in helping the warrior field ops get its footing uh, in the Colorado area, man. Without their support, we it would have taken so much longer for us to try to to get there. And they provided us with that initial boost to really get us rolling, man, and 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 get us some traction so we could start, you know, that that uphill climb. Beyond the work they've done with us, Johnstown Shields and Shields as a as a corporation they're more than a big box retailer okay they are as ingrained and locked into their local communities wherever they're at more than just about any other organization and they make it an absolute point to to get involved in the local community be that through special events uh, be that through support of local clubs and of course every year they do a massive uh, you know, uh, uh, donation piece to multiple nonprofits in their local communities. This is by no measure is it a small or token uh, involvement. These, these are substantial, substantial uh, contributions that they're providing and vital to many young, small nonprofits, you know, like the Romans Warrior Foundation. I mean, relatively speaking, we're six, seven years old. The Colorado, you know, division here, man, we just got fired up last year, uh, technically. And so, you know, we're, we're a year into this. And without their, these type of, of you know, generous uh, corporations and their, their awesome employees, you know, many, many of these, these uh, companies owe their existence and many of these nonprofits owe their existence to shields in their local communities. And this is why you'll hear us from the true Patriot Outfitters constantly praising them um, and, and asking you to go support them, man. Go check them out. Check them out online. Check them out in their stores. You will absolutely have a blast going there and just snooping around if nothing less. Um, ways that we contributed back, man, you know, I just make sure that when we need certain items that we can't get through our established channels, if I've got to go retail, then I always check shields first, dude, I bought a last year. We bought a, a, uh, a trolling motor through them for, for a different kayak piece that we had here. We bought a live scope system through them. I have about bought countless knickknacks of tackle that we needed before you know we left town for another event and i had some stuff that i had to fill you know backfill in because i was all out so i'd go up to shields and just go through their tackle department there and, and load ourselves up got a couple christmas presents from you know from them last year um, got a couple birthday presents from them this year just small you know our little ways of saying thank you to shields um and that that type of support there is what allows them to do that community service that they do. Um, and that's why we suggest you do the same. Um, support this organization that supports so many other people out there. Uh, you know, and as far as at least give them, give them a fair shake, you know, of earning your business. Um, I know we've been extremely, extremely happy with, I mean, the people that work in Shields are amazing. You will love the staff that's there. They're extremely helpful. Everyone you meet, um, these people are, are dedicated to quality um, and taking care of their customers that come through the, through the store. 
And they have awesome pricing on, you know, some of the great, the best selection of items. When others are out of stock, Shields has got stuff in stock. You can't go wrong, man. Go check them out. Johnstown Shields, um, they are our supporter of the week. Um, or maybe two. We'll see how that works out here. So, any rate. All right. So, let's shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk some fishing. All right. For season three here, we're going to get into some current events, uh, somewhat current events. Um, that we want to talk about that has taken place here recently Um, but i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a different spin uh to it if you will in that i don't want to go down the same pathway that everybody else because there's been a lot of podcasts on this we're a little late getting to the game i want to talk about this from angler's perspective okay competitive angler and we'll start with that so in the past to be a professional angler meant one of two things meant either one you fished at a professional level that's what made you a professional or two it meant that you earned your primary income from uh from fishing and so therefore you were a professional angler at that point the third option is a combination of the two things we fall in that second to to latter piece that our income will be derived from our winnings that's what we're looking to do um and to you know to move forward there well now you you bounce that thing forward and now we're talking uh we're in the kayak game very young uh relatively young in compare comparison to the other you know professional angling areas out there but we have competed at a professional level with bass we have competed with the all-american uh, kayak series these are national professional trails and we have competed within those um you know for for uh last season and so yeah we we fall in this area but the the point i'm trying to get at here is that in the past there has been a clear path from starting out to professional series each step was a a larger financial commitment and that financial commitment falls on the angler the con the competitor when mlf was was founded and created the purpose of the mlf major league fishing uh specifically the bass pro tour the purpose of this was to um was to find a a a, uh, a league that was driven by the anglers. The anglers wanted to have control over this. Now, I'm about to get very opinionated on some of this stuff, and you're going to notice for Season 3, we're going to get a little bit more opinionated when it comes to these things. And uh, if, it, if it does disrupt someone's personal opinion of it, well, cool, man. Um, good, then... then talk with me about it let's let's go over it i'd love to have you on the show even but the mlf created the bass pro tour with a combination of 80 of the world's top anglers from bass and flw they left those locations and came over to and created the bass pro tour to create a league that that was directioned and and governed and um, moved into the future based on angler input what the majority of the anglers wanted is the direction that the Bass Pro Tour would go. That's what everybody agreed to, and that's what you agree to when you sign on board with them and join up with them. Bass um, finally realized that these guys were serious. Some of the biggest names in history, like Kevin Van Dam, Skeet Reese, Edwin Evers, Ott Defoe. These are the names of the who's who of bass fishing, dude, for a lot of years. And they left because they were fed up with this this wasn't new okay this wasn't new this had been going on for nearly 20 years anglers had been expressing to the flw and expressing to bass that they were unhappy with the way things were going because they were tired of competing for their own money over and over and over again and the cost continued to rise on the anglers and the 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 um responsibilities continued to fall on the anglers whereas the governing bodies continued to you know rake in same profits so 
opportunity and profits reduced for anglers each year, but opportunities and profits remained and increased for the divisions each year. Something didn't seem right. So they created this, right? They, they separated off on this. The latest news coming from the MLF is that they are uh, their, their catchway release format, which has stirred up some controversy here and there. Um, a lot of traditional people in our industry, man, and they don't like change, right? Uh, change is a hard thing for them. They like keeping things the way they are. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And to a great degree, I got to say, I agree. Um, that's something that uh, that I can buy into, right? I mean, I, I believe in, in that type of philosophy. <clears throat> but at the same time, we have to be smart and progress isn't something that we should uh, you know, stray away from. Being progressive uh, in our thought looking forward is, is like investing in our future, okay? And we have to do that. You have to at some point or another. Um, albeit difficult for you, the bottom line is the sport has to evolve. Uh, you look at the numbers and how it lays out. I've talked about this before. Natural resources are not an infinite supply. They will get burnt out. The natural resources we're talking about is our fisheries and their health and their, their productivity and the ability for competition and tournaments or recreational fishing alone to be worthwhile going. We've all been to a dead body of water before and we usually don't go back. So we are having as comp competitive anglers and as leagues and as an industry, we are having an impact on these fisheries. Okay, there's there, you can't argue with that science. That's a fact. We are having a negative impact on these fisheries. To what degree? There's you know that's that's the area up to debate. But the fact of the matter is, we know it's happening. Okay, and that is something that we all need to get on the same page with. Now. If our current state says we're having a negative impact on this, we know that for sure. We have record numbers of high school and college teams and anglers and, and young, young men, young women coming up through the ranks in the fishing industry now, getting ready to launch into the next, you know, next era. Record numbers. Throw COVID in the mix and now you, you, our industry saw an absolute record-breaking, skyrocketing, you know, boost to to activity um dude I, it doesn't take a mathematical or fisheries biology degree to understand what's on the verge okay it's coming and we're going to if we're negatively impacting it now we're going to be doing so at a much higher rate very very soon Okay, so regardless of where you stand in this stuff, you have to, at some point, put your, you know, stubbornness away and stop for a second and consider these facts. Okay, this is not, you know, contrived information. This isn't the left trying to do, do, do. shut up. No, it's not. This is actual real information. Okay, we know it's happening. We see it's happening. And if you don't see it's happening, then take the blinders off and pull your head out of the sand or whatever orifice it's stuffed in and pay attention. So what to do? Something. Okay, what that is, that's what's open to debate. But we absolutely cannot, as stewards of, of our sport, as competitors in our sport, we absolutely cannot just simply sit back and say, mm, NMP, not my problem. Okay, you can't if that's if that's your mentality, then get out of this sport because we don't need you. All right. You're you're not contributing to the to the, the furtherment. You're not contributing anything other than your own personal selfish ways, in which case you're non beneficial, nor should you have a, a place at the table of this conversation. That's truly my view on that. Um I, I just don't I don't you know see in entertaining that type of deal. But if we if we all agree that yeah, we need to do something to make sure that the next people coming up have something to to work with here, okay, that they can, you know, and that these fisheries will go. So something has to be done. Well, MLF did something, 
Okay, and 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 the the old hayseeds of our and the and stubbornness mentalities of our of our industry have you know throw, have thrown a, a hissy fit over it from day one, and that is they did the catchway release, meaning we no longer live well the fish. The fish come in, they get caught, they get weighed, and they immediately go back in the water. Dude, this is a huge, huge boost. Now, is it the end all? Is it the final product? Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I can't see the future. But it most certainly is something different. It most certainly is real conservation that's taking place. My response back is, what did bass do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They doubled down on their efforts. They they absolutely went out in promotion against catchway release. They wanted to big fish, big stage. Dude, we know for a fact that the bigger the fish, you know, the and the more that you put them in a live well and towed them around the lake, there's there's scientific information that shows the mortality rate on this. You know, so I mean, is that what you want to do? Is completely wipe out? those populations or at the very least not to go down that rabbit hole do something do something conservation driven in in turn what they'll tell you is is they, they donated more money to conservation they they got involved in more conservation efforts and made sure to get all the credit in the world for it i'm talking something real man that's what i'm saying but you know bass if you're if if anybody's paying attention on that do something real about that on that side of the things because we you know have to do something in there now is the mlf perfect in their heck no because guess what they've gone now what's what's ironic to me is that they're moving to a system that's more like what we do in the kayak world okay which is catch wave release for them we're catch photo release just because we don't go off of weight um haha egg weight guys can't get us um we don't go off a of weight. We go off a of link. So we do catch photo release. Okay. They do catch way release. Same, same. Um, immediately, you know, caught, uh, tallied fish go back. So they're, they're coming over to ours. Cause now what they're going to do is they're only going to get judged on the five biggest fish they have. Um, which is what we do in the kayak game. And that's what created this big uproar. People, you know, they're either squawking about this ruins the entire MLF. I wanted to see more fish caught, you know, from your loyal fan base to people saying, gosh, another change each year. Can't keep up with the MLF. This is what evolution looks like, y'all, is that it's it's a constant change forward. And the anglers are the ones that made this decision. The anglers, 80 of the world's best top competitive anglers, all voted and the majority decided they wanted to go this route, albeit maybe from not by not by a large margin, but it was something that they wanted to, to, to try this for this next coming year. Again, not the final product, folks. It's just another step in that direction. So interested to see how this plays out for the MLF. Okay, interested to see how what, you know, Bass's response to these things are. Um, the big news in bass on the on the uh, professional competitive side <laughs> is they changed how you qualify for the elites now and this might be strategically speaking one of the one of the smarter business moves on their side that is an investment towards the future piece of this this could be pretty complex a lot bigger than what I think the average bear would understand. In the past, all you had to do was uh, basically you win your in uh, with an opportunity to compete in the classic. And if you if you placed in the top uh, ranks of one of their open divisions, which they had three, each division had three events, roughly eighteen hundred, somewhere in that uh, nineteen hundred bucks to compete in an open. Basically, it's the triple A's. It's equivalent to the Toyota series of the MLF. <laughs> and they uh that was their qualification all you had to do is be you know compete in your three events uh end up in the top x number and then be willing to commit if you got your invite to the elites because the elites you're about five grand plus per event um to be able to compete each year and there's like seven eight events something like that six to eight events on the elite side um and so yeah you can do the math five grand a pop 
Um, that's that's not a small uh, venture whatsoever. But now the change is if you want to qualify for the elites, you can't just fish one. You got to fish all three, which means nine total events. You have to commit to nine total opens around the country at a triple A level and place in the upper top percent of those anglers in order to have an opportunity to compete at the elite level. So for those folks trying to chase the dream, uh, the financial and time commitment piece just went through the roof. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you want to compete at that level against that level of, uh, of angler, again, in nine events across the entire nation, you're probably not going to be able to do that and have a full-time job. Okay. Just not going to happen because the folks that you're going to be going against are living and breathing this. They're sleeping out of the back of the truck. They're sleeping at the boat ramp. Um, they, if you look underneath, you know, their gators, you pick it back, you're going to see gills right there. Um, that's who you're going against best of the best, uh, at the AAA level, because they're trying to realize a lifelong dream of fishing at the bass elite level. So yeah, man, it's uh, once again, what I'm seeing here in the industry from the MLF, from Bass, at least on that side of the field, what I'm seeing is that the commitment continues to rise for the angler, whereas uh, that, you know, the benefit piece seems to be rolling back to the divisions again. <clears throat> so I don't know where i stand on this stuff it's going to be interesting watching them play all this out watching you know seeing what what numbers they have at the end of the day uh, for both sides of this what i do know is this um, it's important that both of these entities thrive okay if if folks are going to have opportunities and the, and the, and the kids coming up behind us are going to have their shot these two organizations need to stop trying to be cutthroat with one another and start understanding that coexisting is allowed and it's good for our industry because it provides opportunities, um, multiple platforms for sponsors to get involved, uh, to have, you know, a great return on investment. Um, and that is a needed deal. If there's just one out there, well, that's, that's a bad deal. Okay. The consumer pays the price when there's only one option. Okay, that's how that falls out. And by that, by consumer, I mean the anglers. Uh, if there's just one, that's not a good situation. Uh, that's what was so important for the FLW when it came about in the mid-1990s. They decided to take on the big beast that was bass at the time. And I'll tell you, folks, they earned the reputation amongst anglers that were paying to compete. It used to be well known that, hey, man, if you want to make money, you actually join the FLW. Okay, that's where you go. But if you want to make a name, well, you go to Bass. Okay, Bass had the notoriety, but they didn't pay as well uh, for the possibility, you know, for those competitors to the, the opportunity to make money back was much better at the FLW level. And that was pretty much where the industry went with that. So hopefully things clean out again. These aren't the final results, folks. Relax a little bit. Like I said, I've seen some of these podcasts, some of the great hosts that I respect uh, uh, a ton, but they're, they're getting a little bent out of shape on, you know, everything's changing this, blah, 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 blah. You know, well, of course it does. It's called evolution, man. We need it to. We can't just keep our feet stuck in the mud the whole time and keep casting out from the same, you know, bank. Uh, we, we need to let this stuff, you know, go through its growth. And more importantly, look, dude, the, the guys that are paying the bills, the anglers, they're the ones that voted for this. So cool. You know, I would love to have the opportunity to have my vote matter in that type of deal. So anyway, that's where it's at. So, all right. So with that being said, we're going to switch and, and move into the kayak side of this. And this is where I'm going to flip the script a little bit. I was a little bit harsh on bass on the, on the bass boat side of the, of things there. Um, but this is where I give bass their kudos. Um, and I hope I've got my fingers crossed that they keep moving forward in this because quite frankly, they are, could be our saving grace out there right immediately. Now there's a couple up and coming, uh, you know, uh, players in this mix that I am invested in, uh, wholeheartedly, uh, you know, with my, with our, with our shoot, our finances and, and our time and energy and our, and our, our, our thoughts, but 
the organization that has the stage, has the notoriety, has the ability to put our our section of kayak angling in the proper conversation is absolutely bass. And here's why I say that. Kayak, professional kayak bass fishing. That's what we're talking about here. Right now, if you ask anybody in our industry, most of the time, the response you would get is there are three national trails. There's bass, there's Hobie, and there's the KBF. Now, KBF pretty much put it on the map, right? But depending on who you talk to out there on the KBF side of things, um, you'll get a lot of really polarizing opinions is what I'm learning about the KBF. Some people love it. Some people are fed up with it. Um, some people are just not interested. Some people are you know, still wanting to know where, where the KBF, the KBF has a lot of offerings, but I have a feeling it's also, it gets a little uh, complex for them when it comes to how some of these trails come together. Uh, I think that also is the same crowd that doesn't like that catchway release side of things or the formats of the, of the MLF stuff, but they're, they're looking for something a little more cut and dry, you know, type deal. So it's an interesting topic, the KBF out there, but hands down, KBF put professional kayak angling in the conversation. Okay, they really did. That popularity that KBF uh, kayak bass fishing created is what spun up bass to join in and what spun up Hobie to join in. Um, and before we get going any much further, that's that's the three that people talk about, Okay. I will be one of those that throws in the mix. Please also, you need to consider the All-American Kayak Series. Okay, the All-American Kayak Series is a national trail that focuses primarily on the Midwest. Okay, they'll go as far in, they'll go into Nebraska, all the way to St. Uh, Clair, you know, Michigan. They go down to Lake Fork, even, all the way to La Crosse. Um, they, they cover the Midwest, okay, which is an area that not a lot of people cover. Um, occasionally you'll get some of the, the other names that will jump into, you know, St. Clair, they'll jump into, um, lacrosse, they'll come up there, they'll go down to Texas and hit some of those. But for the most part, they avoid these other destination pieces that are right here in the Midwest that are fantastic fisheries and can hold 150, 200 kayak events. So in every definition, they are their national and it's, it's not, you know, indigenous to one area. So it's, it's open, you know, through qualification piece for anybody to, to come on in. And the payouts are, are right on par, you know, with the others uh, that are out there. What they don't have is the notoriety yet. And they're, they're in the process of working through that. And hopefully, you know, maybe there's something we can do to help them with that. Other anglers that compete, we can all have a, a say in this to really help boost that. So any rate, in my book, what I see, there are four players in the national scene. Um, and I'm basing a lot of my opinion on, on feedback that I've received from other anglers that are out there and my own uh, experiences looking at these things. The biggest opportunity that right now that our sport for 2023 season and 2024 probably the biggest opportunities that we have right now, in my opinion, fall in the hands of Bass. Okay, Bass is the most recognized name out of all of those in the field. It is the opportunity to connect the endemic side of sport fishing and help kayak bass angling get the recognition that it absolutely deserves. These are not professional kayak anglers these are professional anglers we're talking about here and they're some of the best in the world and they're not fishy in a bathtub if you put them on a kayak a boat or a, you know a pair of water wings it doesn't matter these are these are top rated anglers that are competing in these in these uh, events and that should have that recognition and it should receive that albeit that we're fishing from a kayak um, as opposed to the deck of a of a ninety thousand dollar bass boat the elephant in the room is that if you talk to the upper end, especially the participants within, people will say the Hobie Boss, which stands for Bass Open Series, presented by Hobie. Hobie is a kayak uh, manufacturer company. AJ is the, the owner of this, and the, and the guy is a visionary. He's a 
fantastic businessman. Uh, he's he's you know beloved by many folks in the industry for what he's done for our sport, and he has created uh, the Hobie Boss, which is the Bass Open Series, which does absolutely boast some of the the best and highest payouts for anglers to compete in it, and it boasts some of the world's top kayak kayak anglers fish in the Hobie Boss series. So why do I say that bass is a better chance over Hobie? Because this, in my opinion, here's where feathers, hang on, you're about to get ruffled. In my opinion, the Hobie Boss is not the top tier of kayak angling. It just isn't. You can't have a league that is combed and designed in its its venue selection alone that boasts one manufacturer over another that provides the, the a, a tilted field, if you will, and try to claim that you're the top of the top. Do you pay the best? Yep. Are some of the best anglers in the world competing in your in your deal? Yep. They sure are. And is the is the the owner of this and the director of this is he a fantastic person looks like it i don't know him personally but it looks like he's a pretty good dude but what happens at the hobie boss benefits hobie first okay that's the fact the 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 only one example i'm not going to go down this rabbit hole that much further but the one example i will give you is when they went to the wolf river the wolf river chain of lakes I have fished this this area many times out of a bass boat, and I have many friends that have grown up in that area that know that area like the back of their hands. You are talking about a series of four really good-sized bodies of water, four lakes that are connected by the Wolf and the Fox River, okay, in Wisconsin. When the Hobie boss went there, they made the lakes out of bounds, and the only thing that was the fishable areas were the rivers. Now, why would you do this? Well, when you have a piece of equipment that has, we all know it, the best, most efficient pedal drive system on the market. This last year, apparently, it had some, some issues tossing bearings and gears and a lot of these drives taking a dive on it. But when you have that Mirage drive, which is hands down, you know, the best pedal drive system on the market. And your boat and your your hull design is meant to handle river current more than anything. I have been going, in my personal experience, I launched next to a Hobie with a trolling motor in my kayak going against the current in the Missouri River and watched a Hobie with its Mirage drive only pedaled, no no motors, not a big dude in it, pull away from me, going against the current. I mean, it's phenomenal, okay? I, 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 I admit 100%. I am team new canoe through and through, and I bleed, I bleed, you know, new canoe. But I'll tell you right now that, yeah, that Hobie with the Mirage Drive in, in river current, dude, it's amazing. If you got the leg power and the endurance to keep up with it, dude, you can you can fly, okay? It is meant to handle that. That's impressive, Hobie chose this because in, for those of you unaware, Hobie boss does not permit motors in competition, but they do in practice. It's because Torquedo and the influence that motor guide and these other companies are having on our industry is substantial. So Hobie permits these motors in practice, but then competition day, you're not allowed to run a motor. Seems kind of goofy to me. And more importantly, as I said, when you set up an event like that, that you, you handpicked and select the events based on your equipment and you want your, you want your brand, you know, to then cool, man, we have that in the, on the bass boat side of things. There's, you know, big bike baits. I mean, throws on a deal. I think there's a, there's a frog event that you can only throw a frog during, you know, for, for a deal. They have like Triton owners events. They got, um, uh, Skeeter, you know, bass boats events they've done in the past, um, bass cat, you know, if you own one of these, then you can get in these things. If you don't own one, you can't get in it. Cool. But none of them try to claim to be the top event of their series of their section of sport fishing. 
So until Hobie opens up the doors on competition motors, in my personal opinion, you still can't claim to be the top. Do you pay better than anybody? Yep. Because you have a really good reputation um, and sponsors want to be a part of that, which is super cool. And I think it's awesome that anglers can make that kind of, you know, income fishing through your series. So of course I'm cool with that. Um, but I'm just saying on the, the piece of what is the, you know, our, our opportunity, you know, I just don't think that that is considered to be the top to me. Bass is that right now. It's the most linear name. It's the most open, equal playing field that I see out there. And again, some of the world's best anglers fish it and many that fish (coughs) the Hobie boss also fish in bass and vice versa. It's super cool to see that. So I think bass has that opportunity, but the dark horse in this mix is the all American kayak series. I do believe it has the opportunity if they pounce now. I mean, now is the time they need to, to start getting recognition out there about who they are, what they're offering, what's going on there so that sponsors understand what sort of value they, they have an opportunity to, to get in on right now before it goes bigger and goes up there. Um, you notice I didn't mention KBF in any of this stuff here, because I, like I said, right now in conversation amongst professionals to entry level, it's a polarizing topic. Some people love the KBF. Other people are not very happy with them for a lot of decisions. Um, uh, a read national championship qualification. Uh, these things did not go over too well. And, uh, we have a very small, while while our while our industry is big, it's also very small in in the rumor mill and, and things travel fast. So, dude, it's uh, you know it's it's interesting to see how it's going. We're focused whole wholeheartedly on the All American Kayak Series and Bass. Those are the two. Bass has said they're going to make a big announcement for this next coming season. We're excited to see that. We have a lot of friends that fish in that. I would love the opportunity to compete in as many of those events as we can. Um, at the same time, I mean, that's, we're involved with the Colorado kayak bass masters, which is the direct, you know, line for us in Colorado to get a shot at fishing at the classic, um, cool, cool deal. You know, that's what we're looking for. So that's it on the fishing tip and other awesome news out there. Hey, it is voting week. Get out and do so. Okay. Um, uh, you don't have uh, any right to complain or get on board there if you're not going out and voting. And one piece I will say on this that uh, that I'm sure some people disagree with, if you vote party line, you're part of what broke our system. So stop. Okay, vote your conscience. Vote common sense. Vote what you believe is, is, is the real piece on this stuff. Um, I don't care how you want to paint it. The red, you know, the red or the blue, they both, Republicans, Democrats, you, they've failed this nation through and through. Um, so you could never waste your vote. If you take the time to research and you go vote, then you vote your conscience on what you believe is the best for the community you're in or for the nation you live in. And you don't let anybody get in the way of telling you otherwise. If more of us understood that we'd stop playing the game that these, these jokers on the, on the right and the left set up here, they want you to believe you don't have any options out there. It's the easiest way for them to pull their shenanigans and get away with it. So go out and do your vote get involved there and of course this week we are going to be at johnstown shields the global war on terrors wall of remembrance will be on hand we're going to have the david cobb stop 22 race car there are going to be some special guests bringing by a 911 remembrance uh motorcycle will be on hand the rwf warrior field ops division we will be on hand we will have represent representation of pretty much all of our um, divisions and pieces. And we're going to have a couple special guests joining us under our tent. Uh, some of our collaborators will be on hand. Um, these are these are other nonprofits we work with specifically with the field ops. Um, and so we ask them to just uh, just come up and, and, and partake in the in the in the festivities with us up here. We are also going to have the stop 22 national recording artists looks like we have two to three of these veteran recording artists uh, that are going to be able to make Colorado a stop real quick. They have very busy schedules. They tour around the nation um, and they're going to make a point to stop here and play in some very intimate settings, um, you know, one on one with folks. Uh, sitting down on, in a chair around a you know around a, a, a campfire and just shooting the breeze and singing some tunes, man, that uh, that really strike a chord with a lot of folks. Pardon the pun. 
um, uh, the, this is going to be a super cool event. It's November 10th is when we get there. Um, we'll have some events going on that day opening. Uh, we'll also at 5 PM on November 10th, Thursday, we'll be having a celebration for the Marine Corps birthday, huge, huge event for us there. Veterans day, November 11th, please come up, join us, uh, come see the wall education and honor. That's the two main principles that the wall represents. Learn about the global war on terror, learn the real stories about this, understand its impact, um, and then have an opportunity to, to, uh, um, honor those that we've lost in this, in this, uh, deal, uh, over and over. This brings me to the final closing for this episode one. And what I want to talk to you briefly about here is this holiday season, as we approach it, we're done with Halloween now, and now we're coming into the time of a lot of family time. And for a lot of folks, this is a favorite time of year, okay? Um, just the events that come with it, the nights of watching certain movies and doing uh, spending time with family maybe you haven't seen all year. <clears throat> These are very special times. But I want you to also understand that for a large section of our communities, our local communities, this is one of the hardest times of the year because maybe they don't have that connection or they don't feel that connection with certain people. And that's why I say for this holiday season, try to make a point, do something positive for somebody. Okay. Don't worry about going and spending the big price tag on gifts. Don't make this holiday season about that. Okay. Because those things anybody can do, but taking some time out of your day and doing something positive and something positive could mean, you know, talking to, you know, a family member that, you know, that's been struggling or been down on hard times and just saying, Hey, let's go grab a cup of coffee and let's go chat. Let's go talk. Obviously our, our focus is on the, those veterans, those first responders out there. If you know any of them in your community, um, do something, do something positive. It doesn't need to be big. It doesn't need to be, you know, major here. Just do something positive. And I promise you the reward that you receive from this is one of the most impactful and long-lasting pieces. When you know that you did something the right way, you took some time, albeit maybe maybe a little bit difficult for your schedule to accommodate, but you made it a priority. There is a, a sense of giving that truly, truly does land on you. And that service to others that that feeling is like no other uh, at least for us i know it is but more importantly than you is understand the impact you're having and the positive influence you could be possibly giving you know some folks that maybe were not going to get that before it's important that we keep this stuff in our in our heads at all times because like i said this can be a very difficult time of the year for a section of our community. And these, these people that this can be difficult for deserve at the very, very basic level to know how much they are appreciated, loved, thought of, needed. Um, and and there's, there's a lot that we as supporters can do for that. And speaking of, I want to send a very special thank you to all those folks that donated to my my birthday fundraiser on Facebook. It was a simple little deal, but there were some folks that stepped up and and made our donation. We got we got our two hundred dollar goal met, um, which was unbelievably awesome and generous of those folks that are doing that. Uh, for those of you that that liked and saw this, that just aren't in a position financially to help in that area, don't sweat. Uh, not a big deal. Okay. There are ways that you folks, if you are interested in finding ways to support the True Patriot Outfitters, finding ways to support Roman's Warrior Foundation, specifically Roman's Warrior Foundation, there is an event coming up with Shields that they do at the end of every year that all it requires is for you to cast a vote. Okay? Cast a vote and you can walk away knowing that you did your part to help the Romans Warrior Foundation secure a very generous donation from Shields. I'm going to be calling on this. We're going to be putting this out. Um, when it does go live, I'll provide you with the information, the links and so forth. What we're asking of all of our followers out there 
is that in, in, instead of you don't, you don't have to do a monetary piece here. If you want to show a way that you can support folks right here in Colorado and across the nation for that matter, because as we thrive with the Romans Warrior Foundation, Warrior Field Ops Division, the entire organization thrives. If you want to have an impact, a big impact, this is the way you do it. Okay, this is how you can do it is through this, this event that's going to be coming up here, starting next week, it'll go live next Monday, the 14th, we'll drop another episode of the podcast. And we'll have all the details in that podcast, with how you can get involved in this, um, how you can help us. And we are asking all of our followers, if you are hearing this right now, we need your help with this. I don't care if you're in South Carolina, if you're in California, if you're in Minnesota or Florida. We need your help with this right here on the front range with the Warrior Field Ops. This donation piece is something we have been counting on and looking forward to because it is one that helps provide logistical support so we can put together some amazing, amazing trips for our, our local Colorado veterans and other veterans, bringing them into the, to the Colorado area to show them the beauty of Colorado and uh, and engage these these veterans, first responders, Gold Star families with the benefits of recreational therapy activities uh, in the outdoors. Um, this this is so critical to the mission. And all it will take you to do is to click on a link, go to a form, fill out the form. It's one vote per person. Okay, you're allowed to vote for one organization, and we are asking that you vote for the Romans Warrior Foundation. It may be listed under the Warrior Field Ops. I'm finding out uh, today, this week, we'll find out. Uh, but yeah, nevertheless, if you want more information on that or want to talk about that more, stop down this week down to Johnstown Shields. Come down and talk with us uh, down there. I'll be on hand every day, um, as much of the day and into the evening as I can. Um, and still maintain a, a home life uh, of some sort. But come on down and join us uh, for that. We will be absolutely uh, glad to sit down with you and chat. And plus, you're going to have an amazing time when you're down there to see the wall on full display and all the cool events that we have going with it. Um, and yeah, like I said, you want to talk about a way you could really impact a lot of people going forward. Uh, you're, you know, that one move, that one simple little move is all you got to do and tell your friends to do it. Hey, I need you to do me, you know, do me this favor. If you did that on Facebook, imagine if every one of the folks that we had that follow us could get 10 of their friends to do the same thing, dude, that would be huge, huge. And that's what we're asking for. We are asking for your support in that way uh, to help support the Romans Warrior Foundation and provide us with a very needed boost uh, to our logistics and, and help us really make 2023 a season to remember. Folks, as always, your support, your love, your following, uh, if you're stuck with us this long, then you are the true MVP. Um, we, we absolutely, if I've never even met you, I, I, I can't thank you enough. We love you guys. Uh, this really makes doing what we do worthwhile. This this puts substance to, to us going out there and doing this. The competitive fishing, uh, obviously, is a, on a personal level for the True Patriot out, Outfitters. Um, but it also is one that provides that stage, right? It gives us a platform to operate this stuff from, get great companies like Vicious Fishing, Amped Outdoors, All-Terrain Tackle, of course, um, Blackfish Gear, uh, all of these companies uh, that stick with us and help us on the daily um you know, now Berkeley uh, Pier Fishing, we're, we're with these guys. Uh, we're super excited for that. We're getting some big names helping us out here, you know, willing to work with us. And uh, and that means the world to us. And it's because of your support that that's possible. These folks are willing to work with those those in entities that they feel have influence out there. And the more support and the more subscribes, the more follows we get, the more it shows that we have influence out there and people are concerned about this and they want to they want to find ways to stay involved in fishing and actually make it have a little bit more impact than just fishing alone so we thank you um and hey it's it's uh it's veterans day week dude get on down to johnstown shields come down and see us hang out probably got some swag for you here You're looking for a vicious uh, fishing t-shirt got me a few i can hook you up with some hook you up with a little bit of uh the some of the backing braid there that i use you betcha need some fluorocarbon got some of that too uh naco weights i could i could hook you up with those 
dude, we got all kinds of stuff on the fishing tip. But above all, you can come on down there and help support and show Shields why it's important. They keep bringing that wall back every year uh, because our local community loves it uh, and wants to see it here and wants to pay uh, our, our respects and tribute to those that have given everything for us and for our freedoms. Folks, it may be a new season, but the same thing remains. Tight lines, be safe.